0: JD Power ranks Sleep Number number 1 in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards.
2: Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, and welcome to Concussion Talk podcast. My name is Nick Mercer. I write Concussion Talk blog, www.concussiontalk.com. I've also written an ebook called Detour, about cycling, my brain injury, my coma, rehab and recovery, and life since, and a link to which can be found on any of my, right side of any of my Concussion Talk pages. This is episode 5 of Concussion Talk podcast. And on it, I'll be speaking with Angie Smith. She's the Coordinator of Programs and Services for the Newfoundland and Labrador Brain Injury Association, the NLBIA. Angie will discuss what she does, what she has learned in her role as Coordinator of Programs and Services for the NLBIA, and what challenges brain injury patients face. Okay, I'm on the phone now with Angie Smith of the Newfoundland and Labrador Brain Injury Association. I uh, will get her to introduce herself, talk about what she does and what the NLBIA does. So thank you, Angie, for taking this call and uh, let you introduce yourself and and talk about the NLBIA.
0: Great, right. thanks, Nick. Thanks for having me here. Um, my name is Angie and I'm the Programs and Services Coordinator for the Brain Injury Association. I'm relatively new with the organization so uh, right now most of our goal is to be client focused and try to fill in the gap that happens after people are released from hospital after obtaining a brain injury whether that's from an external force if it's a trauma or an accident or if somebody has a stroke or an aneurysm um, our we're fairly open to what we uh, consider in terms of brain injuries and services.
2: Great. So what, what do you think is important for people to know when they've they had brain injury or someone they know or care for has had a brain injury?
0: Well, I think the most important thing for people to know is that there is help and services out there. Um, Often most people think once they've been discharged from the hospital that they're on their own. And it's a really unfortunate thing because a lot of people get out on their own. And that's when a lot of stresses start to happen, when they struggle with employment and they struggle with additional rehab and, and discovering that they have things going on that they didn't really worry about so much when they were in hospital because they had larger concerns when they were in hospital. It's now time to start addressing uh, smaller concerns like increasing their ability to Remember things, increase their attention spans, they need to figure out long-term plans for employment now that they're seeking employment with disabilities, or maybe they may need to seek alternative sources of income outside of having... Uh, employment income. All of these things are big concerns after the fact and they're a big concern for the families as well because the families will often feel responsible for the individual and it's never anything that anyone is planning for. No one plans for their grown-up children to have to come home or is having to now plan retirement for three people instead of two. There's so many different things that we could talk about, but the most important thing for people to know is that there are services available, and that they can call um, the Newfoundland Brain Injury Association at any time to discuss what some options might be. We like to act as a referral agency.
2: Okay, well, so, where, so, what, so what services are are there any places that people should look for in general, not just Newfoundland, because I'm sure you know the Newfoundland. Than it available in Newfoundland or in St. John's at least, but uh, where, where do you think where do you think people should look? Immediately, or should they contact their state provincial or is organization, or should they look online? Is there a good space online to look?
0: Um, one of the best websites that I've come across, of course, is the. Brain Injury Association of Canada. Um, they often keep up to date a list of all their uh, provincial members. So there's uh, websites pretty well from every province, and each province is probably more familiar with each of the uh, each of the services available in their own province. However, um, the Canadian Brain Injury is Canadian. Brain Injury Association is probably a great source for everything from individual information to academic information and information for professionals as well.
2: And I guess we can assume this similar thing is things for the American Brain Injury Association or the, I'm not sure what the American Brain Injury Association title is. If it's Brain, Brain Injury America or is it or do you know that?
0: Um, offhand, uh, there are so many different organizations throughout the world
2: yeah.
0: um, that are addressing brain injury right now that um, I wouldn't be able to tell you offhand what mm-hmm. the American one is. However, that given that there are so many resources worldwide, yeah. um, what's going on right now is that a lot of groups are attempting to work together in order to streamline the amount of services that are available. We're trying to work together here in Newfoundland to uh, obtain stats and information in order to better obtain funding to provide services for clients.
2: Right. Okay, yeah, because... Actually, I, I've got to follow, follow some organizations on Twitter that are like Brain Injury in Massachusetts, Brain Injury in Maryland, New York, Colorado. Like There's a bunch of I think I know there's a bunch of state organizations and uh, there's a lot of resources available there. And of course, online you can search also just BrainGeek Canada or Newfoundland Labor BrainGeek Association and find out a lot of information there To for anywhere in the world.
0: Now, one of my favorites is brainline.org. Okay. Uh, for information, and uh, they cover a lot of different topics from different age groups, and I really enjoy their website.
2: Okay, great. Well, that's a good one to, good one to know for sure. Uh, so you so you hear from people when they leave hospital or rehab or, yeah, sorry, I mean this is about going back to what you do here. That like you, when people call you, they call you after they have left rehab or after they have left hospital.
0: Um, often we get a little of both. Actually, lately we've been getting a lot of calls and a lot of cooperation. Like I mentioned about streamlining our services and working together with partners that are already existing in the community. Um, The medical system is, of course, overwhelmed with everything that they have to do, so it's difficult for them to be both um, taking care of acute care And then taking care of community organizations as well or taking care of clients once they've reached the community. The goal is to have people leave acute care at the hospital and then have the community assist with other needs. So we're getting a lot of phone calls from the hospitals upon uh, discharge planning. Um, so when a, a client is leaving the hospital, going back into the community, they want to make sure that they're connected and their families are connected with people that can help them. So we do get a lot of phone calls from hospitals for discharge planning. Um, we get a lot of phone calls from people who've had longstanding brain injuries, and it's only just recently that they've heard that there's something out there that could help them. Um, Whether that is, you know, the fact that they're struggling with keeping their disability payments because their brain injury is not being recognized anymore. Um, We get calls uh, just this morning. I had a call from a gentleman who is uh, really struggling to do his tax returns. He's three years behind. He's always done his own tax returns. And this time he's just not, he hasn't had any success with it. So... He's looking to be able to have that done, but financially it's difficult. So we've connected him with an organization that uh, does tax returns for free for individuals with disabilities.
2: Oh, that's a that's a great service actually. So what actually, what does I know you have worked for other organizations to help people with difficult difficulties, disabilities, or otherwise, but um. So, so what? What has surprised you with the now that you've been the Brain Injury Association? What has surprised you as to what people with brain injury ask for or need help with to find that once they've left rehab or hospital?
0: I think the biggest thing that I struggle with, and I think this province struggles with in general, is an actual brain injury rehabilitative program. I find a lot of people are returning from, we see a lot of industrial accidents and young men who've been injured in industrial accidents returning to the province and there being such a lack of understanding of the services that someone with brain injuries require. And the families are struggling with uh, wanting to give that uh, 30 year, five year old man their independence and live on their own or work on their own or have a job and be self-sufficient, but they're not able to but upon screening uh, according to the protocol that we have here in Newfoundland right now for uh, health and supportive services, they don't fit into uh, the brackets that uh, are around. Uh, I guess approving uh, certain services and and basically uh, brain injury clients seem to be really falling through the cracks in this province, um, being eligible for home support or having a long-term facility where they can or home where they can live and be safe and comfortable um, without going as far as putting a 35-year-old living in a senior's home, which is not appropriate. It's not where a 35-year-old man wants to live or a 35-year-old woman or a 20-year-old woman. You know, they do want their independence, but they, they don't want to have to live in a senior's home in order to get the care that they need. So, A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend.
1: That's BlueNile.com. dot com. dot com. There's a lot of gaps. Yeah,
2: i I've, i I've, I've found that too. Actually, after my brain there was a Like my my mother, especially, found that mother and father found especially that there were a lot, of, a lot of gaps and a lot, of, a lot of difficulty finding, finding appropriate services for or, or uh, in care if if I needed some sort of some help. Which luckily I was able. I didn't because. I was in rehab for six months, I guess five months, and uh... inpatient rehab and stuff. So that took care of a lot of those type of services. And, and when I was out, I was lucky enough that that I could, my that my family could support me. But uh, a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people, there, that's not possible. I was just, I was just very fortunate that they could support me. But I noticed one issue, one thing important for me, I found throughout my stay in rehab and, and recovery even before i went to rehab i was excited about going to rehab and getting in learning how to walk in and and getting that rehabilitation therapy i needed and when i got there i was it was i was i had it was great great therapy i want i, I thought they want to do it more but i know that i when i got there i couldn't do it more because it was i was just too tired and i was i thought as i lay in bed in hospital preparing to go to rehab i would get there and do eight hours of rehab a day but when I got there and did it once for an hour I was like I'm spent now but uh, there are rehab services available outside of rehab once they once the patient leaves hospital leaves rehab Are there services available here or anywhere internal once they've left, they have left physical, the physical or mental rehabilitation occupational therapy or occupational therapy or physical therapy they need Are there services available for people who need extra help once they've left?
0: This is something that we struggle with here is this gap in services from acute care to outpatient care for people with rehabilitative needs. Now, as we know, anybody who has the financial means to do it, there are all kinds of private individuals in the province. There's private physiotherapy, private speech and language uh, private neuropsychiatry, um, psycho uh, neuropsych assessments available to see what areas you need to work on from a cognitive perspective. Um, again, just a neuropsych assessment in itself uh, is about $3,000 out of pocket for an individual. It's, these services are horrendously priced for people who need them. So realistically, if they're not being offered by the province, Um, it's a very big struggle for people to afford additional services. Now, this is, again, um, being new to the organization and sort of a direction I'd like to see it taking right now is partnering with uh, other groups and partnering with the hospitals to... Uh, be able to complement each other's services if they're able to put off or offer evening groups for speech and language. um, We can make referrals. There's also other groups that would like to make referrals to them. Um, The Heart and Stroke Foundation, I know, offers support groups for individuals who've suffered from stroke. Um, there's also, there's a lot of programs, um, I know BrainWorks in Toronto has a uh, a team, uh, an interdisciplinary team that assesses and works with individuals on an outpatient basis, so it would be uh, interesting to see the province examine a program like that and offer something like that here, but as of right now, how we're operating is we're asking people to call us. Let us know what your issue is, and we will find you what you need to help you.
2: Well, thank you. So, please, please do contact the Brain Injury Association, and I will get, Angie will mention what their contact, contact information is at the end of the podcast. But please, if you have a brain injury, contact you. if you're in Newfoundland, contact the one here. But if you're anywhere else, please contact your local, state, regional, provincial, whatever. Contact them and. Find out what's available for you, but um. So avail- here I know, like I mentioned before, my physical rehabilitation, rehabilitation. I thought was great, and you asked me before. Asked me before the interview, if I if I part if I take take part in neurofit. And my answer was that I it wasn't available. And you're sorry, but neurofit is after after a speaker, but um. This this program for people with rehabilitation with neurological issues but extra outside of outside of physiotherapy the foregrounds available available in st john's and uh if you could talk about that because i know our branch association supports that as well so
0: yes well thanks for the plug for neurofit there um nick has uh as you said, volunteered. We do often take on volunteers, and uh, I think most of that is happening through a f- our uh, Neurofit Facebook page. If you look up Neurofit, um, join that page and uh, let them know that you're interested in being a volunteer. Uh, there's a certain amount of training that takes place for the volunteers and for individuals. The program itself is a physical exercise program for individuals with moderate to severe neurological issues. So if someone would like to partake in that, um, we have a new fall session starting up soon and it's been met with a lot of success. We've heard a lot of positive things coming out of NeuroFit and we'd like to see that um that program continue not only for the benefits, uh, the rehabilitative benefits that it has for uh, the clients that participate, but also for the experience that it's providing for various disciplines of students. We have um, neurology students, kinesiology students, um, social work students. We have anyone with uh, an interest in rehabilitation uh, volunteering to help out with this program and so there's a, a major social aspect to it as well.
2: Yeah, it was just a great program. Thanks. It's great. I mean, I I personally know many of the physios and some, some of the volunteers and people organizing it and uh, it's a great program. So if you're in New St. John's or in Newfoundland you can get to St. John's. Which may not be easy for everybody, but um, please contact Angie or the Brain Injured Association, and obviously I will give this ch- opportunity now to talk about how people can get in touch with you and Neurofit or natal, any program that if anybody's brain, brain injured, how they can get in touch with you, to find out what's available here, and again, what Angie says now, if you're not if you're not from St. with H. She- uh, many, many of you are not. Please just contact your local branger association and find out what's av- uh, available in your town or your region, and so you can find the information, valuable, valuable information that way. So Angie, if you'd like to talk about how people can keep people who have been rangers can get in touch with you, be great. Thanks.
0: Um, Nick, there's uh, one more aspect I'd like to throw out there about uh, uh, the unavailability of things outside of the metro area and living in rural uh, parts of Newfoundland. Uh, We are hoping to provide some support groups across the province um, in the near future. Um, But for now, something else we do have is a subsidized counseling program. Uh, whereby if someone needs access, whether that's a family member or a survivor, um, to counseling for depression or anxiety or other brain injury-related um, emotional issues, uh, there's quite a bit of grief and loss that comes with uh, losing Uh, the ability to function as you once normally did. So we do have that uh, program and we do offer that program via Skype and have access to contracted out uh, counselors and therapists that we would best match you with um, if you would like to avail of those services and you aren't in our area. So, If you're interested in any of the programs that we've talked about, um, two of our best uh, means of contact is phone at 727-4705. That's 709 area code. So 709-727-4705. Or at our email address, nlbia two thousand eleven at gmail.com
2: thanks and what about, what about for uh, Twitter or Facebook are you, are you on Facebook
0: you can get to our Facebook page right through our website our website is www.nlbia.ca and our Twitter account is under at nlbia
2: great and and the Facebook page is I was just available as she said, as Angie mentioned from the website, and uh, it's just search in Newfoundland Labrador. It's a tough one actually, to actually search. I found on Facebook. You got to type in Newfoundland Labrador brain injury a lot. You got to type in a lot to get it because type in people...
0: the whole word. Yeah,
2: exactly. It's, <laughs> it's a long first name. Or time. you
0: can type in our our very short website address and click on our blue That's Facebook.
2: Tough link <laughs> definitely the easiest way to do it thank for you so sure. thank you so much angie this is a great talk and hopefully people learned about what they can do here and and elsewhere and how they can have fun, find out for themselves and for others once they've if they've had a brain injury or no someone has so thank you so much for doing this talk thanks so
0: much for having me hopefully we'll do it again we'll have more to talk about
2: great thanks Bye. bye I would like to thank Angie so much for her time, and remember, if you have been brain injured or know someone who has, please contact your local brain injury association to find out what programs and services are available to you. My next podcast will be in two weeks, when I will chat with Lorna and Samantha of Concussion Connection. As always, the music at the beginning of this podcast is by Ben Sound www.bensound.com Hold
1: up.